Hello and welcome to Brain Space, a place where you're going to listen to me as I talk to you about everything in my brain and no matter other things surrounding us. So sit back, relax, grab a seat, get a snack and prepare to listen to me as I talk to you and verse you on my opinions on faith, religion, politics, society and the world, particularly its policies pertaining to all things coloured and cultural. Without further ado, I give you Brain Space. So, for today's episode, I actually got this inspiration from my mom. We put I put up a poll on my Instagram, which was like, hey, send me suggestions for what I should talk about on my podcast. And this episode is going to be about dress codes in churches. So the initial question was, should churches have like a universal dress code or should certain churches have, you know, like dress codes that everyone who attends a church has to or should like adhere to? See, I'm in two minds about this question obviously it's quite a difficult question to answer so you couldn't really expect me to be like one or the other but I think I'm leaning more towards the no we shouldn't like there shouldn't be like a universal dress code for all churches or just for like Christians people worshipping church generally speaking so I want to talk about why people I guess might think that it'd be a good idea that there should be a dress code um that should be like enforced in churches and places of worship Christian places of worship so I am aware that in certain denominations of Christianity, for example, SDA, aka Seventh-day Adventist churches, and more traditionalist churches, such as Mormon churches, um, Mormon churches, for example, it's like you have to, there are like certain rules in terms of like how you should dress, how people should dress in terms of modesty um, and like covering yourself and things like that. And there is a certain scripture in the Bible that I've heard a lot of people like refer to when it comes to having this conversation about dress codes and what people should be wearing to church and what they shouldn't be wearing to church, etc., etc. And this scripture is from First Peter, and it is First Peter chap. Sorry, not First Peter. I'm saying it wrong. First Timothy, chapter two, verse nine. Likewise, also that women should not adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire. Okay, let that one sink in for a sec. Essentially what it says is you should, that women should dress themselves modestly and, you know, decently for church, not with braided hair, gold, pearls or costly attire. What a lot of churches in more modern days have taken that to mean is basically women should be wearing, you know, long dresses, things that cover the body quite a lot, um, they shouldn't really be wearing like, ornate jewellery, um, flashy kind of items or accessories. And they should go in essentially quite plain clothed and modestly, which is fine. That's fine. Because that is how some churches operate, where it's like you have this kind of like... It might not be like a set dress code, but it's kind of like an unspoken thing where... <clears throat> if you are a member of that church or an attendee of that church, then you will wear um, a certain kind of clothing or like a certain style of clothing. My issue with this one here is this. A lot of people I have noticed, just from my experience of going to different churches and different kinds of churches, is that there's this, like... Okay. If you're, like, above the age of, I'm going to say, 45-ish to 50 or above there, I'm not calling you out personally. But there's, like, this group of aunties, right, who, (laughs) in every church, who just kind of... I've noticed will just sit like in their pews in the congregation while the ch- while the service is going on and look at people and watch them and observe them and obviously make their opinions of them and we all do it to an extent but here's where it becomes an issue these are the people these aunties typically tend to be the people who sit there 
look at you when you come to church, think, hmm, what's she wearing today? What's he wearing today? How is she dressing today? And will then judge what you're wearing and say, well, that's not, that's not righteous. That's not holy. And they have this like holier than thou attitude where it's like, I'm super righteous. I've been Christian for a really long time. I know what I'm talking about. You're doing it wrong. You should all be dressing plainly. You should all be dressing modestly, blah, 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 blah. However, this is the thing. The definition of modesty, there's a set definition for dictionaries, fine, fair enough. However, we all know that with like every word, there tends to be variation depending on how you interpret things, how you consider things, your opinions or experiences, etc., etc. So the definition of modest clothing, um, dressing with respectable apparel and modestly can vary from person to person, from community to community, from denomination to denomination. But these aunties in the churches like to sit down and judge young people and judge younger people and even older people who dress a little bit more, you know, a little bit more expressively. And they back up their judgmental behaviour and their judgmental attitudes and notions with scripture. And that has to kind of stop. I'm very sick of like, yes, well, the Bible says you have to dress modestly, self-control, no earrings, no jewellery, no costly attire. But these are the same ladies who are going to wear fat brooches on their dresses or on their, their blazer coats that go over their church dresses or their skirts. They're the same ladies that have huge plumes in their hats when they get to church. And they're wearing earrings every other day of the week, except for when they're going into church. Now, hmm. OK, it's going to sound like I'm judging and I'm not judging per se. I'm just pointing out what I've noticed and things that I've observed and things that I think need to get addressed because this isn't cool. It's not encouraging for people who are new to faith or new to Christianity or new to going to church or just people who are visiting, even if they're not Christian, to see people like blatantly judging other people based on what they're wearing and things like that, based on what they think is acceptable in the eyes of God. First things first, in address, to address those kind of like attitudes, if someone who thinks like that, please remember first and foremost that you're not God. At the end of the day, you don't really have the right to judge anybody, especially not to that extent. We're all thinking, well, she came to church with, you know, big hoops and she's got her hair red, dyed red and blue. And so God's not going to save her. She's going to hell. Like, <laughs> you don't have the right to make that decision, A. You don't have the right to... You can think it if you want to think it. Go ahead. Like, at the end of the day, I can't control what you think or how you feel or how you believe, what you believe in that sort of way. But... Just remember, you're not God. You can't really decide. You know, you're not going to determine whether or not someone's going to hell. And that your opinion on how someone dresses when they come to church is ultimately just your opinion. And it shouldn't really be a thing where you think that because you, you know, you've been in church for a while, blah, blah, blah. You can say, hey, well, the scripture says this. You're not doing that. <laughs> Down there you go. Downstairs she's going after death. I just think people need to remember that, yes, the Bible says women should dress modestly whatever when they go to church but it also says that you shouldn't judge lest you be judged in the same way <laughs> this is gonna hurt some people this is gonna offend some aunties because it's like you guys are gonna sit there judging people because they're dressing sinfully meanwhile in judging them you yourself are committing a sin i mean enough said really another thing is that i've noticed that <clears throat> people like, <laughs> kind of the same group of aunties, but also just, when I say aunties, I'm not just referring to, like, older women in the church. I also mean elder men, but it's just easier because most people know what I mean when I refer to aunties. As well as that, <clears throat> I don't like the double standards people are setting for men and women in church. 
I know that the scripture here says women, it specifically says women, fine, fair enough, I understand that, I accept that and appreciate that fact. However, I do think we need to think about this in a bigger, in the big, in terms of the bigger picture, because there's a lot of times where I've heard discussions or watched videos and things like that and heard people's experiences and their, like, stories where it's like, they were told, as a woman or as a girl, whatever, they were told that they need to change, they need to dress more modestly and cover themselves up more, wear less tight like not wear clothes that are so tight or like form-fitting because it was distracting to other members of the congregation (laughs) this is my issue right this is the same thing as blaming victims of rape for being raped this is the same thing as blaming oppressed group groups for being oppressed you're not going to sit here and blame a slave because someone else can't keep their hands off what isn't theirs. You're not going to sit here and blame someone who's been raped because a a rapist couldn't keep it in their pants. It doesn't sit right with me when I hear this sort of argument for women dressing modestly. It, I'm sorry, it just, it just disturbs, like, disturbs the congregation. Like, you're just drawing attention to yourself on purpose. You want people to look at you. The boys aren't going to be able to concentrate because you're wearing a tight dress. The girls aren't, the boys aren't going to be able to concentrate because your dress is kind of short because it's just scraping your knee. Sorry, Sorry, Auntie Tina, it doesn't work that way. You cannot have this weird, like, double standard for women and for boys, for women and for men at the end of the day. If someone comes to church in a a skirt that, I don't know, scrapes mid-thigh, it's quite form-fitting, at the end of the day, whether or not I agree with that, whether or not you agree with that, Auntie Tina, you have to remember that's their choice. That's between them their clothes, their body, and God. It's not between anybody else. If there's a, a, a man or a boy or someone in the congregation who cannot keep their eyes off that person because of the clothes they're wearing, that's a them problem. That's not the woman's fault. Because when people people were getting raped, when people weren't wearing tight clothes, and the, the style was to wear big frocks where you couldn't really see anything and, you know, your clothes without your skirts were down to the floor and everything like that, your hair was covered... People still get raped. People still get molested. People still get catcalled and eyeballed uncomfortably by pe- by men in church and out of church, right? That is an issue right here. Using scripture as a way of backing up, of, as a way of backing up other people's misbehavior. Whether or not someone wears a tight dress, whether they wear something that you deem to be provocative or revealing or inappropriate for church, it's not your business, to be honest with you. I know everyone's nosy. I know people are nosy. I know you're going to see something, you're going to judge it automatically. That's what our brain does, fine. But at the same time, you have to remember, what you think about that person is not going to matter on Judgment Day. Period. You might think they went to church looking scatty last Sunday, but you you might go to hell for something else. Do you know what I mean? They might get to heaven and you might go downstairs because you judge them. I just think there is too much, like victim blaming a when it comes to this whole dress code situation and this specific scripture and there's also too much abuse of power and authority i think that a lot of the time older members of um christian communities or christian churches and different denominations um people that are in higher positions within a church and the clergy whatever whether they're elders ministers deacons etc etc they think that because they are in a high position in the church yes you're well respected yes you are looked up as a spiritual leader I 100% respect that because I appreciate that fact. I think that's really, that's really cool. That's really amazing. Great. 10 out of 10, well done you. But at the same time, that does not give you license to judge anybody else. Because God never put you there to sit there and be his, you know, 
to be his little check, his little um, his little yes man. He didn't say, hey, okay, um, Auntie Shanice, you're gonna sit here and you're gonna decide tell me when someone comes to the church and you know their their tights are ripped. You're gonna tell me when um Tiffany comes to church and her bra strap is showing. You didn't get put here to serve the church by telling tales on other people. Do you know what I mean? By rolling your eyes at what else someone else is wearing, or what other what another woman's wearing, or what a woman's wearing. You got put there because God is trying to use it as a mouthpiece, right? As a pawn in the the grand just came that is life. Oh my gosh. Look at my metaphors. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just need people to understand that. Just because you're in a like some you're in a respectable position, respectable position in your church, or wherever it may be, you do not have the right to use scripture as a means of backing up your outdated uber traditional and quite frankly just sexist and wrong and just uh, opinions like i'm not normally the person who says something like someone's opinion is wrong i like to like validate everyone's opinion and listen to everyone's point of view but there are some things that honestly just can't run and that's one of them people will often say you know young people come to church young boys come to church with their pants hanging down drop downs all of this coming to church and trainers but (laughs) at the end of the day right that is you placing too much, way too much focus on the physical. This is another thing with this whole debate. You're, fo- you're focusing a lot on what you see of the person. Well, okay, firstly, like I've said countless times now, it doesn't matter what you see, it's what God sees, firstly. But you have to understand and remember that God doesn't see just the dress. God doesn't see just the hips, you know? He doesn't just see the collarbone. He doesn't just see, you know, the shoulder peeking out from underneath the shirt he doesn't see that you know what i'm saying he doesn't see the skin underneath what he's looking at is your you as a person and your soul and the things you've done and your heart as a person people like to use scripture to back up their outdated their outdated judgment on other people the way they dress because they think i i'm you know i'm up here in the church i can see what i want you're gonna have to listen to me i'm going to use scripture to disprove that First Samuel 16 verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I mean... <laughs> I mean... Auntie Ruth, like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do? Because you guys are using, you and your friends, Auntie Ruth, the aunties are using First Timothy chapter 2, verse 9 to justify their opinions. But God's telling you, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. Because what God's looking at is not, look. he's not, Saying her thinking, okay, okay, he may be judging, you know what I'm saying? He did put it in the Bible and say, bro, don't come out here, like, looking any, like, immodest or coming into church, you know, with the intention of leading people astray. But he also said, I'm not just looking at you. I'm not just looking at you as a person. I'm not just looking at you as a physical being or someone who lives on the earth. I'm looking at you as a potential family member. I'm looking at you as a member of my family i'm looking at you as someone who lives in my town who lives with me in heaven and i think a lot of people really just get up on their high horse when it comes to this discussion i want to like throw in their opinions you know want to say well, the first timothy 
Verse 2 9 says this, so you gonna have to just listen to me. Like, you know, he says not to come in with braided hair and gold and pearls across the attire. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. I thought I was done. I have another point to make about this. Oh, geez, this is this is gonna go very, <laughs> it's gonna get deep. Some necks are gonna be stepped on. <laughs> the same verse, right, that people use to say women shouldn't wear earrings to church and should dress really modestly. <laughs> It also says women should not come to church with braided hair, gold or pearls, or costly attire. Right, so here's my question. For the aunties, right, especially the ones that are in, like, SDA churches, Pentecostal churches, especially in England or America, because I know some Americans watch are listening to this, which is pretty cool. A lot of us are black. I'm not saying all SCAs are black or all Pentecostal people, like, Christians are black. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that a lot of us are black. And a very common, very, very common hairstyle within the black community. (laughs) Braids. They're braids. So I'm not going to lie, right? I've seen plenty, plenty, plenty aunties coming into church with their hair braided. I've seen it. I've seen bishops, pastors, deacons, ministers with their hair braided. I've seen priests with their hair braided. I have seen members like elders, you know, um, more senior members of the church with their hair braided. Especially in like black ch- churches that are primarily black, that most of the congregation is black or have some connection to the black community. <laughs> 10 out of 10 is going to be at least one, two, three, four, twenty 20 people that have their hair in braids. So are we saying they can't come to church either? I mean... This is a thing I don't like. People like to pick and choose what they want to use and what they don't want to, like, acknowledge in the Bible when it comes to even a single scripture. For example, like with this one, people are saying they have to not wear gold or pearls across the attire, so dress modestly, don't wear earrings, great. But you can come with your hair braided because I'm coming with my hair braided. So Auntie Shanice can come with her hair braided, but Tiffany can't. Aunt Ruth can come with her hair braided, but Joelle can't come in with her hair braided. She can't come with no earrings or, you know, a nice, a fancy dress. I don't really, I don't really know, I don't really know what I'm supposed to say here, besides, <laughs> to me, this, this discussion shouldn't really have to be happening, because, in my opinion, it's your choice, do you know what I'm saying, religion is important, yeah, because it's kind of rules, guidelines, that kind of thing, advice, I get it. But faith is more important, in my personal opinion, because faith is about your relationship with God and your personal salvation, not just about the things you do and the rituals you perform. And to me, this seems like something that's kind of a bit ritualistic in terms of a lot of aunties, a lot of other people in the church, a lot more senior members. They like to use this verse as a way of saying, we have to dress modestly and this is the ritual. So every Sunday or every Saturday for STA, you're going to come to church with no earrings on, you're going to have your nice... Loose, leaf-fitted dress, demure colouring, have modest shoes on. Mind you, you still got a big plume in your hat. Mind you, you still got a big gold brooch on your chest, but whatever. Your hair is braided, but don't worry about it. You've come with self-control and in respectable apparel with modesty, right? You've come into church just so on Sunday or Saturday, but Monday through Friday, you're wearing jeans. Monday through Friday... Your hair's got, you've got a red wig on. You've got, you know, a little pixie cut with, you know, blue and green streaks in it. You're still wearing earrings. You've got your nose pierced, actually, Auntie Ruth. You've got your nose pierced, Auntie Ruth. Your wedding dress 
cost 20,000 pounds. What about that? Your wedding costs a lot of money. You have a, I don't know, let's say, let's see a 3,000 pound wedding ring on your finger, but the young girls can't come in with earrings because the scripture says so. But you've come with your braids, your big plume, and your brooch. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I think you guys know where I'm leaning with this one. I really thought, actually, at the beginning of this discussion, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of, like, equivocating. I'm on the fence here. I don't really know what I think about this. But now I know. I don't think there should be a universal dress code. Because <laughs> if you're using this one scripture to back it up, but you're not using the whole scripture in terms to, like, inspire how you live, then I don't think that's okay. I don't think people can really use this one as a means of, like dictating what people should wear to church particularly girls and women i'm already talking about boys here because that's a whole separate thing but especially with girls and women people like to come at us so much about what we're wearing to church this isn't that's not appropriate that's immodest you can't wear that it doesn't look right you look you look pop down bro you look ratchet that doesn't look good but i mean i think not only is this scripture being taken in a kind of out of context and also being chopped and cut and pasted and stuck on where people want to use it and taken out where they don't want to use it i also think it's about respecting people's faith not just their religion people can choose to be christian calm they can convert to christianity god can call them you've converted brilliant that's you you know choosing to follow the religion and the rituals and everything like that we love to see it 100 percent. but what i think we should love to see more is faith and faith really is about your personal connection with god one's like individual connection and relationship with god and I think, especially as a young Christian, like I'm a young Christian, I go to a primarily black church and I, I think I dress modestly. In my opinion, I dress modestly. I wear tights. Most Sundays I wear tights or I wear trousers. I wear tights in a dress, tights in a skirt, trousers. I don't really wear things that show my, shoulder, my shoulders very much or past my collarbone. That's my personal choice, right? But I don't, I'm not going to go into church and look at somebody who's wearing a dress with, you know, thinner straps or that doesn't go past her knees and be like, oh, man, she can't come in here. She's not dressed properly. Like, I just think it's very much about where you are in your relationship with God because I feel like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or if you think otherwise and go ahead and feel free to share with me. Like, it's, you know, good discussion to have. I do think that as you grow in your relationship with God and as you become closer to Christ, like, your mindset and your opinion and your outlook on certain things changes. And I think one of the things that will change is how you conduct yourself, not only spiritually, but also physically. And in terms of outwardly, how you present yourself to other people. In terms of your behaviour, yes, and the things you say and the things you do, 10 out of 10. But also in terms of the way you you dress, in a sense. I think that this is all... I don't know. I don't think that enforced dress codes or dress codes for certain denominations or certain, you know like or for christians or for church worship should be a thing because it's really forcing people to get to a place in their relationship with god that they're not at yet sometimes you're just not there yet sometimes you're not ready to completely like go the full mount and that's cool because guess what it's a journey people like to talk about how when you're a christian you have to just switch up completely and you just do your thing you know what i mean and you should just be living completely for god and that's the aim that's 10 out of 10 that's the goal but you have to remember that that's not how it starts off and if it went like that for you i'm very happy to hear that but it's not like that for me and it's not like that for a lot of the new christians and the young christians that i know it takes time and it takes 
a lot of patience and growth and reflection and study and prayer. And I think this is a thing that is really bothering me because I don't think you should force anybody to be to conform to what you think is right in terms of Christianity, in terms of their faith. Because religion, you share a religion. You do not share someone's faith, period. And so I think <clears throat> this needs to be... People need to think about this more. I think especially in certain like denominations of Christianity where there are like strict, rigid rules in terms of how women should dress, not only in church, but also out of church. People need to really consider what effect that's having on the people that are hearing this and having to listen to these guidelines because it is very damaging for our self-esteem as young Christians, it's very damaging because we're thinking we're doing it all wrong. We can't get this right. Oh my gosh, people are judging us. People are judging us. But also, it's discouraging for people who are interested in Christianity, who kind of are on the fence and like, oh, I kind of want to start going to church because they know. We all know about these aunties. Even if you don't go to church often, everyone has them. Everyone knows the aunties. They're in your family anyways. We all know them. The people who are going to sit there and judge you when you come to we come to church in trousers they're going to be like why is she in trousers for why is her skirt like that all of this people know this and it discourages them from coming to church and worshiping in the house of god because they know they're going to be judged and they fear being judged by elders or by aunties in the church and that's not fair that's not right and it goes against the mission of god it goes against the mission of christianity and the mission of your faith and therefore i really think that this can't be a thing this can't run but i mean that's just my opinion and I can't force that on anybody else, but I do want to have a discussion about this at some point. And if there's anything else that I, you, I missed out that you think is important to mention, leave it in the comments or send it to me, DM me if you want. I'll leave my Instagrams um, in the, not with the description thing, as well as that I'll have my, pot, my brain space Instagram and my personal one, so you can follow all those and send me suggestions if there's anything you want to talk about specifically. And I'll do my best to produce that episode. I really... Um, hope you enjoyed this one if you didn't enjoy it you're probably auntie proof or auntie Shanice. um yeah but if you're not and even if you are have a great day and i'll see you next time on brain space bye